Hi, I'm Emma, and this is the Creative Edition. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. All right, friends, today we're going to be chatting about how to have a great start to the new year as a creator. I cannot believe that the new year is basically here, and I'm so excited to chat about a few tips about how to just have a great start this year. If you haven't thought about the new year yet, or maybe you are already journaling, making your to-do list, setting your goals, either way, friends, this podcast episode is for you. I hope talking about these different things helps you think about just different things to think about as you enter the new year as a creator, as an entrepreneur, as an influencer, as a creative in general. All right, friends, so we're just going to jump right into it. My first tip for you to have a great start to the new year is to take a step back and reflect on the previous year. Here are a few guiding questions to ask yourself. Maybe if you have time, if you're not driving or if you're not cleaning or going on a walk, maybe you can listen back to these questions and you can jot them down and use them as journal entry prompts um, just so you have, you know, that moment of reflection. So here are the question, friends. So what were your biggest lessons? What mistakes did you make? What's something you didn't get done this year, but would like to get done in this new year? And what's something that you're proud of? And lastly, friends, I would highly recommend going through your highs and lows of 2023. So this is an exercise that I do with all of my friends, not just my creator friends. I know it's kind of like funny. I am definitely that friend where... If we're catching up at the end of the year, the beginning of the new year over brunch or happy hour, I literally will ask my friends like, okay, what were the highs and lows of this past year, right? Like I really just love hearing like what, you know, my friends celebrated and like what my friends like went through. Maybe there were a few things that they didn't share during the year that they were going through and, you know, have been able to process and are are wanting to talk about it. And so um, I think this is a really great exercise. And I thought for fun, we could just do a quick highs and lows exercise of 2023 for me. And your highs and lows don't necessarily have to be just your career. They can obviously include personal things, right? Because, you know, everything's intertwined. And if you're having big personal life events happening, that's impacting other things, you know, in your life. And that's totally fine. And it's great to acknowledge that and know that those things matter. So a few highs for me. Um, So for half of 2023, I was pregnant um, because I got pregnant at the end of 2022. Oh my gosh, friends, the years like jumping. So I had Braxton in June of 2023. And that definitely was a big high. I think just, you know, anticipating, you know, a new baby coming into our lives and getting pregnant, like there were so many exciting things happening this past year and having Braxton um, this past summer was, I think my biggest high, it was probably my biggest life event so far, friends. Um, And yeah, I feel like that's probably my biggest high. Another high for me, I feel like bringing on a management team was the right move. And so um, at this point, if you've listened back into those previous episodes, um, I shared that I brought on a manager for Emma's Edition. Um, And so now I have a team um, who works with me for brand partnerships. They do the negotiating for me. They read through the contracts. They, you know, negotiate terms. They go to the agencies if they haven't paid yet. And so they're managing all that, like all those business things for me. And 
just like being in Q4 right now and doing brand partnerships. Um, as I'm recording this, you know, Braxton's five months old. And so balancing Q4 with a five month old baby has, you know, quite a bit. I mean, I'm learning each day, you know, and I do have help. My mom comes over, but having a management team to like be the point person for these brands has been so helpful, especially since I've been balancing some campaigns, like I have TikTok campaigns and Instagram campaigns, some campaigns, you know, we're in different phases, like some campaigns we're right now still submitting concepts, other campaigns we're submitting analytics. And it's been really helpful to just like have a dedicated manager. Um, Maria is like the main point of contact that I work with um, um, from Influence with Impact and she's awesome. And yeah, it's just like been very helpful to like have support, like before, I mean, it's not that I can't negotiate my campaigns, but it's really time intensive to read through the contracts, read through the terms, go back and forth with the brand, especially if there's like on-site events and you're like trying to like correspond with the brand at the same time. It's a lot. And so um, bringing on management team was definitely a win. Another high, I feel like this is kind of intertwined, but becoming a new working mom, that for me has been kind of a big you know, life transition. And also for me, I've realized in these like last few months, um, you know, coming out of my maternity leave and starting to work again, I realized that like, I'm a better mom when I'm able to create content and like spend time on the things that I love. I mean, I obviously like love Braxton. I love spending time with him, but I realized that like, and I think just because like, I feel like I worked so hard in my 20s to like figure out my sense of self and like what brings me joy, um, you know, what regulates me on a daily basis. Like, you know, I feel like for me, if I'm working, creating and I'm inspired, I just show up as a better mom and I'm more present. And even right now, right, like at this stage in my life, I'm not working 40 hours a week. Like usually in Q4, I'm working 60 hours a week. Um, I'm not doing that. I'm like working closer to probably 15 to 20 hours a week with my mom coming over during the week and um, watching Braxton as I record podcast episodes and go to brand events and have photo shoots, right? Like I'm not even like, I'm working like half the amount I was. And right now, like that's the right balance for me. And I've realized that like, again, working, creating content, recording podcast episodes, like all of these things like fill me up and I can just show up more as like a more present mom. And additionally, friends, I don't know if you can relate to this or any of my mom creator friends out there. Like I just realized like for me personally, like I will, I feel like I kind of spin out of control if I'm only thinking about Braxton, like I get hyper-focused on things. I literally like freak out and stress if like his nap ended short or he's not, he didn't eat his whole bottle or whatever that may be, right? Like I feel like just having like my own thing to focus on, again, has helped me be more balanced. And then another high, again, this is kind of intertwined, like I actually had no idea how how it was going to be getting back to content creation at the end of the year. And I'm so grateful that the journey, it's been a slower transition, but it's, I'm so glad that I've been able to get back into it. Um, Obviously, and I think I've chatted about this before, especially on Instagram, right? Like my idea of success had to change because now it's not possible for me to post every single day on every platform, release two podcast episode, episodes a week and write two blog posts. Like that's just not a manageable content schedule. And so um, being able to get back to content creation and like reframe what my idea of success is has really, really helped me. All right, friends. So now that we've talked about the highs, there are a few lows and I feel like the main low 
um, I've shared here on the podcast was the fourth trimester and the slash postpartum period for me. It was so hard, friends. Like, again, like having Braxton was a huge high, but that postpartum period, that newborn period is really, really difficult. I cried so much the first three to four months and like you're just trying to survive and like we were trying to figure out feeding and sleeping, right? Two really critical things. And I know that's very common for new families out there, right? Like trying to figure out like how to establish breastfeeding, releasing a tongue tie, trying to figure out like how do you get your baby sleeping through the night, right? And so, yeah, that was so, so hard. But luckily I feel like even though like, especially like sleeping was really hard. There were a few weeks I was only sleeping three hours a night. We did get Braxton like quote unquote through the night and everyone has like a different metric of like what sleeping through the night means for some families. Or I guess like I've seen online that like sleeping through the night is six hours, sleeping through the night is eight hours, right? And then some people are like, oh, sleeping through the night's 12 hours. But I remember when Braxton like got his first maybe like six to eight hour stretch at 15 weeks and it was like life-changing. Um, and it definitely like once we were able to get more sleep, I could just like function so much better as a person. So yeah, that was like a big low for me. I think probably that's the most challenging period like I have ever had in my life that those first three months of the postpartum period slash the fourth trimester, it was just so, so hard. All right, friends. So I would really encourage you to like go back, identify your highs and lows. And again, go through those questions. I'm, I feel like taking this step back and like really reflecting on what happened in the previous year just sets you up for the new year. Just to like, again, like acknowledge what's happened, what you've learned and like, just like things you're proud of, you know, I feel like all of that matters. All right, friends. So tip number two, how to have a great start to the new year is to identify what's serving you and what you need to let go of. So chances are, if you've gone through the reflection exercise that we just did, you gave yourself the space to figure out what worked and what didn't work for you. And now you have the opportunity to avoid making the same mistakes, you know, that you made in the previous year. And you also have the opportunity to either change your beliefs or relationship about whatever it is that's not working for you. For some people, they want to change their beliefs and relationships around money time, content creation itself, like whatever it is, I feel like you can't make those changes and shifts in your mindset if you haven't identified what's working and what's not working with you. So my biggest advice to you is to just check in with your intuition. And here's just a few guiding questions for you if you're a creator and influencer out there. How are you feeling about your creative passions? How are you feeling about your health? How are you feeling about relationships? How are you feeling about money? And so all these things are intertwined, right? If you're not feeling healthy, you might not be feeling as motivated to create content, right? Because right now your health is your main priority. If you are feeling good about your relationships, maybe you have like the right support system to, you know, lean on if you want to transition into a new phase in your career or go after a new job, like having like you know, great relationships or, you know, just people that you can count on and to lean on to do whatever it is that you need to do in the next like life stage is very, very helpful. And then additionally, right, like I think being able to like check in with like the different aspects like within your life, like all these things affect one another. And I feel like if there's like one area in your life, whether that's, you know, finances, relationships, health, right, like if you can 
really identify like, okay, there's like like this limiting belief that I really need to let go of, then like that just gives you the power to like make a change about it. So one of my biggest examples for here, so back in 2019, um, for me, I've actually talked about this in the podcast and it's probably been a bit, but for me, I really have worked hard to change my relationship and my beliefs around money. I grew up, I mean, you know, in an immigrant household. And so money for my family was scarce. And so there's definitely that scarcity mindset that continued with me, you know, through college, even when I graduated and like had a great, you know, corporate job, like I still see like glimmers of scarcity, even, even now I weren't, it's like, I'm not even like a, you know, I'm not like a working college student anymore, just like trying to pay for the next quarter intuition, right? Like it's, I'm in a completely different space, but you know, there's still little glimmers of it. And so for me, I'm really like mindful about my relationship with money. And back in 2019, I made the conscious decision to really change my narrative and my relationship about money. And part of it was just like being aware and like acknowledging like what my relationship with money was at that time. And then for me, it was like, okay, how do I turn this around? And so turning it around for me meant making like conscious goals around money. And so like, I really wanted to, you know, make $40,000 a year, like with content creation as a side hustle. I knew it was a stretch goal, but for me, I said, you know what? Like, I want to see if this is possible. Like, let me work towards this. I don't know how it's going to end up at the end of the year, but like, let me set this goal. And no matter what, like I'm going to learn from this experience. Secondly, I feel like I've talked about this before. I mean, I just like started like consuming more content around money and like reading books. I've chatted about this book I read called Rich Bitch, right? And like starting to like own your finances, like making a budget, like understanding where your money is going. And if there's opportunities for you to save, I also started like automating my savings and I had already built um, a three month emergency fund when I had graduated from college. That was like one of the first things that I did. I was like, okay, I'm going to make a three month emergency fund. And, you know, this is something I'm going to work, work towards. And then around 2019, I was like, okay, I want to make this a six month emergency fund. Like I have a three month emergency fund. If I were to lose my job today, I could pay my rent, my bills, insurance, whatever for six months. And so, yeah, making those conscious steps really helped me change my narrative around money. Um, And for me, I also like learned, I was like, okay, this as I, I guess I've discussed, it's like, I was like, this old belief is not serving me anymore. It's actually really draining me and stressing me out. So like, let's make these changes. And so this is just like your sign, your reminder, identify what's serving you and what you need to let go of. And you can consciously like make the decision to like change your relationship about whatever it is. Maybe for you, it's food. Maybe for you, it's finding a partner. Maybe for you, it's starting a blog or starting a YouTube channel, right? Like, know that you can like change whatever that narrative and that belief is and you can like focus on what's actually serving you. All right, friends. So tip number three, if you want to have a great start to the new year, this is no surprise. You have heard about this over and over in the podcast. And the tip is to set specific goals. So I would really recommend setting three to five goals for your business and your personal life. And besides just setting goal, like identifying what those goals are, I recommend writing down the reasons why you want to achieve those goals. So for example, if you want to hit your financial revenue target for your side hustle, right? I would recommend like 
writing out why you want to hit that. You want to, maybe for you, the reason is because you want to have your side hustle pay your student loan payments, or you want your side hustle to be able to pay your car off. Or maybe you want to show, you know, yourself that you're going to be able to like replace your corporate salary someday with that side hustle, like whatever it is, like write down why you want to start doing that thing. So maybe you're a brand new creator and you want to start creating videos on TikTok because you love thrifting, right? Maybe your why is, well, this is a passion that I love and I want to share what I've thrifted. Like I want to inspire other people to also thrift because, you know, this is a lifestyle that really works for me. It's sustainable. And I, you know, experience great joy from it. It doesn't have to be some crazy thing. Like the reason doesn't have to be because you want to, you know, I don't know, end world hunger, even though if that is your reason, amazing, like totally work towards it, right? But yeah, identifying your reason why I feel like helps clarify, you know, why you want to reach those goals. Additionally, my like tip for you besides like, just identifying those goals, like really write down your goals, friends. Like I have chatted about this before, but you know, according to Forbes, people who write down, describe and picture their goals are 1.2 to 1.4 times more likely to accomplish their goals. And part of this, and I've like, I remember I was like, why is this so important? I like did some research. It was like part of the reason why writing your goals down works is because it activates a really important brain function called encoding. And this is basically just a biological process that happens in your brain's hippocampus, which is like the major role of learning and memory. And so when you write things down, it has a better chance of being remembered and literally stored in your brain, right? And just reinforcing that that's what you want to focus on. And so I really recommend writing down your goals and write them down in a place where you can revisit it. For you, if that's your planner, awesome. If it's your phone, awesome. Wherever it is, just make sure you write down those goals. Tip number four, friends, after you've written down your goals, my hack for you, and I feel like this is like, I feel like this is like really helpful when I learn this, learn this tip is to identify your first step for those goals. You do not have to have every single step figured out. You just need the general direction in that first step. So for example, if you're a content creator looking to expand on TikTok, your first step is to create that TikTok account. And then from there, right, you're like, okay, I've made the TikTok account. Now my second step is going to be filling out my bio. And then my third step is going to be filming my first video, right? And so I really recommend like, like for you, maybe your tip is I want to change my beliefs around money. So maybe your first step around that is, okay, how do I change my beliefs around money? Well, for me, you know, learning and reading helps me, you know, expand my ideas and change my beliefs and, you know, or gain a different perspective. So for me, I'm going to order this book or I'm going to start watching, you know, finance TikTok creators, or I'm going to sign up for a workshop, right? Like just identify that first step. Because the truth is no one runs a marathon on the first day. You literally start by putting one foot in front of the other, and then you train, you get stronger, you grow more confident, you figure out the right equipments and tools that you need, right? And you might even trip and then you get back up, right? Literally, like when you train for a marathon and if you train for like any race, any game, any competition, right? You know that like the training experience is like a long time. Like you don't just, I mean, maybe you're an incredible runner and you ended up just running a marathon on the first day. Like that's incredible. For, For most people, there is a training period. And so 
with that, right? Like I think so many people get really, really overwhelmed. They're like, oh my God, I have to do all these things. It's like, you don't have to do all those things. Just identify that first step. And then from there, you'll figure out the next step and the next step and the next step, right? Just identify those goals. And then with that, be like, okay, what's the first thing I need to do? And then go from there. All right, friends. So tip number five, you you want to have a great start to the new year. We've talked about your goals. We've talked about letting go, you know, things that aren't serving you anymore. My tip for you is to connect with your loved ones and your community. Spend time with your family and friends, like hang out with your creator friends, talk about your goals and reflections. This can really get you excited about what's coming up next in your life. And your family and friends can also provide great perspective. And so if you're a creator listening to this and you're probably like, oh my gosh, like would my friends even care if I shared with them like what my creator goals are? And I would just say like, why not like share, you know, your friends probably have different like goals and career aspirations and that are different from yours. Like maybe you have friends who want your own to own their own dental clinic. Like you don't want to be a dentist, but you can still like root them on. Right. And you can root, root on that dream. And so I just like, wouldn't be afraid to like share what you're working towards with your friends and family. Cause again, like they provide support and they can provide perspective. And sometimes they can even like provide ideas. Like one of my friends who's not a content creator, I feel like I forget that like she consumes my content, like not just as a friend, but she really does like consume my content. And like literally this past week we met up for, she came over to like go on a neighborhood walk and she bought this long vest. I was like, your vest is so cute. She was like, yeah, I like saw you wearing it. And she was like, I literally loved it. So I bought it. And then, and then our other friend, Heather, she was like, bought a long vest too. And she was like, yeah, we, she was like, I always look at like your outfit ideas. She goes, it's so helpful. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it's like so funny. Cause sometimes like I literally be like, is this even helpful? Does anyone even consume this content? But, um, my friend, uh, Katie, who bought this long vest were like both similar sizes were both very petite. And so she knows if the clothes work for me, that'll work for her. And like, when I think about like what different like fashion content I'm going to share, you know, upcoming, I'm like, oh, okay. No, like people really benefit from this and like really, you know, do you find, you know, style tips like this helpful? All right, friends. So those are just a few tips to help you get started for the new year. Maybe you've already identified your goals. So now, you know, I would really encourage you to just, you know, spend time with your family and friends, schedule those brunches or call them, you know, chat on the phone, chat on FaceTime. Don't underestimate, you know, that time. Because again, like I realized for me, like looking back at my past, when I share my goals with my community and my loved ones, like I feel like I'm more likely to achieve them because I I feel like I've spoken them into existence. I've shared why I want them. And then they're there to kind of rooting me on. And also sometimes they check on you and they're like, oh, hey, how's this thing going? And then, you know, you can chat about that. All right, friends, let me know if you have any more tips on how to have a great start to the new year. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and recommend the podcast to a friend. If we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you can find us at MS Edition and at The Creative Edition. Sign up for our email newsletter and join our Facebook group, and we'll see you guys next time.